Welcome everyone to Curtain Jerks right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Scott Narver. And I'm Steve Sears. We're comedians living in Hollywood, bringing you the fun and funny wrestling each and every week. And the past couple of weeks have been uh, different, uh, been unusual because we've been really busy and we kept saying, oh, we got a big announcement. Oh, it's going to come soon. And you're like, shut up if you're not going to do it already. Well, I won't shut up because here it is. Look, we're not just comedians living in Hollywood, but we're also making Hollywood. That's right. We're making a movie. Yeah. We're flat out making a movie. It's a movie that Steve wrote four years ago. That's right. It's been this entire process trying to get it made. And now four years later... Scott's in the movie. I'm in the movie. Steve wrote the movie. Uh, there's tons of other people that we'll get to in the movie, but uh, it's a it's a long process. Like you always hear about this, you go, oh, so you wrote a movie. Like when's it gonna be made? And then you shoot the movie. You go, oh, so when can I see it? Oh, you're a comedian, huh? So you tell jokes, huh? When's it gonna be funny? Yeah, that's right. Uh, it all takes years. Yeah, this one was a uh, this one was a long one, but everybody was really excited, so I'm I'm glad we made it this far. It's wildly fascinating. Everybody I've uh, told about it in the sort of one on one setting, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you why are you here? Like, why are you here? Oh, well, let me ask you because I want to hear what you say because I've been talking about it. I feel like forever. So, Scott, what are you doing? What are you up to? Well, all right. Uh, I'm in a movie that Steve Sears wrote. It's okay. called Dave Made a Maze. Oh, all right. And it's about this character, Dave. He uh, is kind of in a rut in his life, and uh, he's living with his girlfriend. And in his apartment one day, he builds a maze. He builds this cardboard maze in his living room. It's about four feet high. It's about ten feet long. And one day, uh, as he built it, uh, his girlfriend, Annie, comes home and sees that there's a big cardboard maze in the living room. And... She tells him to get out of there, and this is ridiculous. Get rid of this thing. And he says, I can't. I'm lost inside. And she's rolling her eyes like, this is really stupid. And he says to call his best friend Gordon over. So Gordon comes over, checks it out, calls more people, calls over a documentary film crew, calls over a hobo, calls over all these people to come check it out. His girlfriend gets upset and then wants to go inside and get him out. All the people want to see inside of this maze. They go inside against Dave's wishes, and what they find is real. Everything is bigger and alive inside and there are dangers and everything is not what you expect it to be. Wow, that was a kick-ass way to describe the movie. I'm ready for the talk show circuit. Uh, thank you. Put me on Letterman. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> uh, that, yeah, you made it sound really cool. That's, that's exactly what the movie's about. We've been working on it for four years and now we're shooting it. And uh, Scott plays the cameraman in the documentary film crew. Yeah. Um, it's it's all very fantastical. It's very adventurous. It's very comedic. Um, Would you say it's funny? Like, I'm, I'm sort of grateful for his, honestly, like, the fantastical and exciting sort of fantasy stuff, while hard to build, which is what I've been doing every day, is I've been building sets and I've been shit, helping yeah. build monsters. Honestly, that's sort of, like... In a way, that's kind of easy. I'm always kind of worried about the comedy. I hope that the jokes play, and I think that they do. Are you coming after me for my performance? Oh. Is this an intervention? Look, look, look. Guys, that is what you'd call a comedy bit in a production of some kind. The production being a Curtain Jerks. Aha! <laughs> curtain Jerks is no way affiliated with this movie. Well, I mean, I think in a lot of ways it's, it's not like Curtain Jerks production, though. Yeah, like, no, it's don't have a... Curtain Jerks presents is a far way off, but it's in the future. The Curtain Jerks it presents, is. Curtain Jerks movies, and then like I think there's good. I there's I could definitely see something wrestling related that Curtain Jerks produces. 
Oh, that'd be amazing. Besides the Curtain Jerks podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> God, if only there was something, some sort of weekly content that people could enjoy of ours. Ah, uh, it's a Curtain Jerks Productions, a Curtain Jerks podcast. <laughs> Curtain Jerks. Uh, hosted by? Curtain Jerks. So, these are long, full days, um, and Steve just, like I said, not only did he write it, he's getting his hands in it. Like, Steve's hands-on, building the sets, building these things, overseeing things. Today, you got in there. You got you got your hand all done up. That was super oh cool. yeah, Shh. Right, sacred. Right. Yeah, uh, super cool special effects stuff. There's all these cool effects going on in this movie. Um, of course, check out our Facebook page. There are links to the Facebook. Uh, DaveMadeAmaze.com and at DaveMadeAtweet. Yeah, there's all kinds of rad photos you can see from what's going on. Um, the announcement's been made. Uh, so for the title character, we have. Nick Thune, yeah, comedian. He has a comedian. He has a comedian comedy comedian special <laughs> uh-huh. on Netflix. He's a funny guy. He's cool. Yeah, he shows up on podcasts all the time. Like that guy's out there and active. He's great. Uh, we've got um, Adam Bush from Buffy the Vampire Slayer and mm-hmm. other films. Yeah, um, Mira Kumani. She's Annie. Yeah, one uh, of the leads. Yeah, she's she's awesome. There's also all kinds of other people in there. Um, a great cast. Uh, James Urbaniak is in there. Uh, you got Rick Overton. Uh-huh. Uh, and, well, the big sort of tie-in to all of this that you're, is even cooler wrestling-related, John Morrison is in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's got an awesome part. He's yeah. He's got a really cool part in the movie. He's got a really cool part. I mean, I'm sure it'll be released and seen. Do we say? No, no. I, You know what? I, what he's, I don't think so. The movie's not going to be released or seen, Scott. It's going to be buried. Images. Ah, uh, images. He's going to put it out there. Maybe. I'd say let's hold off just a little okay. bit longer so that people can really be like, they don't fucking tell me anything on this show. <laughs> Morrison's in it, and it, I mean, that's super fucking rad. He's he's in it, and he's going to really tear things up. Um, it's great. It's a great part for him. Um, and Steve had talked to him about this years ago. Yeah. And it's just one of those cool things that it all ended up working out because I had heard him on Jericho's podcast where they talk about that you meet people in Hollywood and you go, hey, I'd like you to be in this thing. Years later, never happens. This happened. Yeah. This, is, this came to fruition. Yeah, I think that sort of element of saying I want to do this thing and then having it happen years later is sort of, it, may, it puts me kind of in a daze because it's like, it does at any time. It could fall apart, mm-hmm. and not to sound frayed around the edges, but I'm kind of frayed around the edges. Like it's exhausting. Yeah, day by day it goes by, and we build a little bit more, and our sets get more and more elaborate, and we do more and more special effects. And it's, I like that it's building. I feel very fortunate. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, and this is bigger than anything I've ever done. Yeah, man, I'm bigger than anything I've ever done. So it, it's... calmer than you, dude. <laughs> Uh, so there's so much cool stuff. There's so many moving parts. Oh, Frank Coyote's in it for Mad TV. Um, he's fantastic. There's just so many people. Uh, Bill Watterson directing it. That's uh, Bill Watterson the, uh, from Lost Planet 3. And L.A. Noir. Yeah. Video game original <laughs> <laughs> Bill Watterson. Yeah, it's it's so rad, and we wanted to share it with you earlier, earlier on, but everything happened at breakneck speed. The funding got in. And then things just had to start shooting, and everything came into place, and they wanted to make the big announcement everywhere first. They, you know, for some reason, they didn't want us to break the big yeah, story. Yeah, like, but very well, we we obviously could have been the outlet to break the ice. I'm sorry, or the news. Uh, so it's weird. It's, it's a weird thing to think about that it's 
like you said, it's not curtain jerks. Oh, jeez, Scott, I'm getting a page. You're getting a page? Yeah. Oh, God, this production has low I know. low budget for communication. Jeez, uh, look, we've been sending out so many press releases and trying to get somebody to like to bite and like and be our big release, like the person who's going to say like who's going to break all the news yeah. on the website and stuff. I accidentally sent it to one of our reporters. Oh no! Yeah, look, look, Scott, it's just a little bit of a reshuffle. We have our in the field reporter Jeff Hardy, and I thought maybe we could put him on the entertainment beat. All right. I mean, uh, this will be good that we're finally getting our money's worth. So, okay, Jeff Hardy on the entertainment beat bringing us the news, I guess. Oh, no. Hey, man. Uh, Everybody, uh, uh, Jeff Hardy is, we have to record these in our cars sometimes because they're doing production and there's sound rolling. I got the real scoop. Jeff Hardy, just get in the car. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right, the childproof. Uh, look, just here, I'll, I'll unlock it. You can get in the back. No, if you really want me to get in the back, I just got the real scoop for you. Real hot stuff. If I get in the car, I'm gonna lose my mojo. This is really, this is ridiculous. Uh, Jeff Hardy, you're smearing your makeup all over my windows. Look, that's a willow for you. All right. I don't. You're talking about Willow. I don't know if this audio is even coming through. Oh, it's gotta be. Look, I can see the little spikes on your computer. Those are mine. Oh, <laughs> Those are my spikes. I'm gonna crack a window. No, how about now? Can you hear me? Uh, looks like maybe. What about me? It's it's probably coming in very faint. I'm worried about the listener. We're making a big announcement, Jeff Hardy. I'm gonna crack a window a little bit. I can't hear you. I'm cracking a window just a little bit here. Oh, hey, uh, so uh, thank you for sending me out in the field. I just want to do a little bit of Hollywood reporting, and I am f- happy to tell you guys that I found a place that sells delicious grilled cheese sandwiches out of a truck. What? We're doing a movie with yeah. John Morrison. No, I understand that. I just want to let you guys know if you melt the cheese and toast the bread on a griddle of some kind, it is delicious. Man, it is delicious. Yeah, that's a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, imagine getting it from a truck. That's a mobile kitchen. Okay, look, that's great. Okay, that's that's great. That's great entertainment news about a grilled cheese sandwich from a truck. Well, you guess you could say that my taste buds were entertained. You're such a waste of money. You're such a, He's leaving. He's getting on top of my car. He's getting on top of my car and he's swantoning off. He swantoned off of my car. Oh, what a, what a jerk. Uh, I'll be honest with you, Scott. Not, not much of a scoop. No. No, I knew that. I knew grilled cheese sandwiches from a truck are great. Oh, yeah, I suppose. I guess you already did, huh? Oh. So the movie's sucking up our lives. Um, it's hard to give you the content that we normally would, but... You know, I would, Jeff Hardy could have even talked about Morrison as a wrestler and making a transition to movies. Yeah. Has Jeff Hardy been in any movies? Has Jeff Hardy been in any movies? Not that I'm aware of. Hmm. Un- unless you call those Hardy movies at home. Oh, the the YouTube videos in front of the the fireplace? Mm-hmm. And BMXing? He broke, I do. He broke his leg. I, I do. I do consider those movies. He It's it's weird that he broke his leg and then he swanton off by car. 
He is being really dangerous right now. That's extreme. That's a team of extremeness. Oh, we're so we got so much stuff. I forgot to even mention that we got uh, Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels on the show today. We got the interview coming up in a little bit. If people didn't know, based on the title of the episode, right? I just I like to get that out of the top in case someone no, I, look. You know. I'm sure you didn't read the title of the episode until just now. I was trying to memorize all my lines for this movie, guys. I have so many lines of this movie. That's true. If if they get cut for some reason, you know that there's going to be hell to pay. This is true. Uh, also, uh, 2016. That's probably when it's going to come out. That's probably when probably people gonna, get to see it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm sure it's going to go to the festival circuit, and then I know any more. I mean, who knows what they're going to do? But digital stuff, like it's going to be something. It's going to be available for you guys to see. And if there's premieres or cool festivals, I know I'd like to go as to as many as possible. So yeah, man, me too. Um, <laughs> Canada, America, that'd be cool. Canada or America, I'm totally down. Yeah. Well, we're not going to England. I'd go to England. Is this movie going to go to England? Yeah, hopefully. Maybe it's all from the wrestling fans, huh? Yeah. Can they make it happen? Mm-hmm. I, don't I know. Look, it's a, a tidal wave of fandom out there. And just cardboard. To, yeah, just need to <laughs> harness that energy. So, uh, that's super cool. Um you know, I, I got some breaking news that I, I was gonna I was gonna do in a little bit, but I think first we've got to get to this interview because we said we're gonna do movie themed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Frankie Kazarian, Christopher Daniels. We saw them at WrestleCon. It was a treat to finally get to talk to those guys on the podcast, and I think you'll enjoy it. So enjoy those guys now. That, that's the first thing we're going to talk about is this amazing Tango and Cash t-shirt oh, yeah, right here. Fine. Shall we talk about it? Yes. Please. What size is it first off? First off, what do I mean XL or large? Yep, XL. Yeah. All right. Should we talk about how we got in trouble for wearing it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, we got in trouble for wearing this shirt on uh, TNA television, even though it's um, our faces. But, uh, yeah. It we... wasn't a TNA... Uh, wasn't a TNA licensed shirt, which was astonishing because a lot of people at the time weren't wearing TNA licensed shirts, but we... We wore it, and we got in trouble. So being the renegades that we are, the next time we, uh, we were told not to wear it, so we draped, <laughs> we draped it over our, our belts, uh, and then uh, we got in trouble for that. Yeah, and then uh, the third time, we went to the ring with our ring jackets on, and we took our ring jackets off, and we again had a Kaz and Daniel shirt uh, underneath. And then we were threatened to get uh, fined, so we stopped because we don't like losing money. So, yeah, but that's the story is we wore, got in trouble for wearing a t-shirt with our, our own photos on it, yeah. which is astonishing. But is it really? Not really. I'm not surprised by anything yeah. at this point. So that's a good start. That's so a good jumping off point, right? There we are. Well, uh, uh, one of the things yeah. that we've been noticing at WrestleCon that you guys have as well is is this, uh, it's the great combination of not just wrestling stuff, but, you know, comic stuff or movie stuff, the tie-ins, the old cartoons, any of that stuff in combination with it. So it's... The wrestling fan that doesn't want to wear the overt shirt going right. out and it says something that they it's a it's a bit of both worlds. Well yeah, because like a lot of our a lot of the stuff that we try to uh, sell as merchandise or the stuff that we're trying to market as our merchandise, we wanna show first of all our personalities, the things that we like, being comic book fans, being movie fans, and um, we wanna sort of play off of those pop culture references to let people know first of all that that we're in on that gag and second of all so that people can sort of show their love for both us and whatever movie or comic book or whatever that we're into 
they're also fans of the whole thing, so that's the whole and point. And we got obviously the comic which Chris wrote, and uh, you know, and all of our shirts are actually drawn by uh, guys that are uh, that are professional comic book artists and friends of ours, like yeah. Art Baltazar, who drew the comic, drew one of our shirts. Chris, uh, Chris Giarrusso Chris drew the other one, the, the guy one. that draws G-Men. It's a really cool kind of Bruce Tim sort of design. Like, it's very sort of animated, but at the same time, it's really stylized. Yeah, Chris, Chris, cool. is, Chris has got a great style, uh, almost like mini Marvels, but different. And, um, uh, you know, he's very famous for doing G-Men, uh, which is a great comic book that we support wholeheartedly. So uh, we're very lucky that he was uh, willing to do yep. a shirt for us. Same thing with Art, Art, who's... You know, does Tiny Titans for DC. Josh and, Adams uh, has also done work for us in the right, past. Right, right. Josh really Adams, good. who's uh, done work on Doctor Who for Dark Horse Comics and some other things. Or IDW Comics, excuse me. Um, you know, we're just lucky to have friends uh, friends in the comic book business that are fans of ours and friends of ours. So we're, we're you know, reaping those benefits. Can I ask you guys a hypothetical? Sure, just did. Can I ask you three hypotheticals <laughs> sure. after this one? Yeah. Let's see you guys down the road, man. You will. Down the road, sure. Take care, man. You got, you got authentic <laughs> good brother goodbye yeah. audio, yeah. So, uh, like, it's a movie, right? Any movie you guys could be in. You guys are rogue cops who play by your own rules, or would you rather be, like, the mercenaries in Predator or something like that? What would you think? What's your brothers? I mean, just uh, based off our personality, a buddy cop movie with buddy Taz and Daniels would... Uh, we started filming that uh, when we were in TNA. We started filming Bad Influence, Bad Influence the, the movie. movie. Yeah, we, wrote uh, the, we wrote the trailer, but we never got a chance uh, we, to film We were in it, talks so. with Steve Buscemi to play Dixie Carter, right, but right, uh, right. things fell through. So yeah, yeah. We're actually waiting on funding now, so... Right, right, right. So, yeah. We'll put it out. We'll put that out in the air, and please, you have a crowdfunding thing before you know it. Buddy Comedy with Taz and Daniels would do big business. And we're also running for office in 2016. Taz and Daniels, 2016. And our slogan is... Yeah, uh, it could be worse. It could, right? be, worse. It could yeah. be worse. Yeah, I like that platform. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah, we're definitely better than any Democrat or Republican running. So right, right, right. We're certainly more honest. Running on the independent ticket. Oh, independent. You don't have your own party yet? No, just independent. I'm the super kick party. We're actually members of the super kick party. I'm going to run on the premise to be the first uh, uh, president who doesn't belong to a uh, one of the parties uh, since George Washington, because ever since then it's been uh, Democrats and Republicans, right? So yep. The best tag team presidency I've ever seen. Uh, two I, more hypotheticals? I thought you had two more hypotheticals. No, the first one was, can I ask you a hypothetical? And then the third one was my That's actual right, question. It was all chaos. Uh, I had the privilege of seeing my first ROH show a little while back in Philadelphia. Um, oh, sweet. And uh, I used to watch you guys back in UPW, so okay. it's, oh, wow. it's a... It was so awesome to go to that crowd. I, I'd never seen an ROH show oh, okay. live. Yeah, and, well, it's uh, a good atmosphere. Like the, the, the ECW arena or the former ECW arena has always been a hotbed for pro wrestling fans and that fan base. And um, we're very fortunate to uh, be able to tape our television show there. And, um, you know, it's that same fan base that used to watch ECW uh, that helped support Ring of Honor in the early years and came back to support us for that TV taping and hopefully for years to come. UPW, so you're a SoCal guy? Or you, I am a SoCal right, guy. Yeah, there you go. That's old school. Yeah, that's too, man. That's too. Yeah, that is. That's, that, was, that, was a, you know, that was a really important place to work back in the day. There was a lot of eyes on that product, so it was, it was fun, yeah. Those are really exciting shows back then. I, I, I talk about it from time to time because something always trickles those memories, and uh, we get a lot of listeners asking about it. And Galaxy Theater, man, yeah. Yeah, Galaxy Theater. Um, and just, I think the first show I had seen was, it was you and Rob Van Dam uh, in the main event, and the ring broke. Yes, yes, yes. I remember that. That was chaos and controversy. Does Rick Bass um, still owe us money? Possibly, possibly. 
Um, I had actually, that was a week after I almost broke my neck on Nitro. So I was wrestling that match with no feeling in my left arm. Uh, so those were good times. It was fun. That was fun. Well, it's a nice journey to see it come all this way because friends, when we used to go to the shows and going like, awesome, he's on TV. Awesome, this guy's on TV. And everything's happening. It's, it's uh, you know, I know I'm not responsible for it, but it's it's great to see it. And it's Well, no, but I mean, every, every person that has supported us, whether it was UPW or Ring of Honor or the independent stuff that we went through before we got the breaks that got us to television, I mean, if it wasn't for the support and the word of mouth, um, you know, a lot of the television breaks that we got might not have come around. Um, you know, there's that, that buzz that, that, like I said, that word of mouth talk about Christopher Daniels or Frankie Kazarian. That was a, those were big reasons why we got opportunities in places like TNA, places like Ring of Honor. And if it wasn't for that, so I mean, when you say you're not responsible, not solely responsible, but certainly you play a part in it. The fan support always plays a part. If there's not fan support for these guys, for any of us, um, you know, we, we wilt and we die. You know, we, we, we fade away. And um, it's, it's the fact that there's a, such a hardcore fan base, a, a, a fervent fan base for for me, for him, for us as a team. That's one of the reasons why we're still together when, you know, so often you throw teams together and they break up after six months. We're in this for the long haul, and, and we appreciate the fans that want to come and watch us do this now, five years from now, ten years from now. Yeah, we appreciate however. them watching the journey because, like, when a guy is, for instance, in WWE for 20 years, you get to see his journey from when he starts to, you know, when he gets to the top with us, same thing. But you saw our journey from the Indies to TNA to Ring of Honor to you know. So it's it's just cool to know people are people appreciate us falling down for a living. Yeah. You know? There's more opportunities now to follow a person's career in different oh, places. Well, it's, it's, yeah. it's a it's, uh, you know it's a uh, it's, it's a, a social media right, world exactly. now. So yeah, you're seeing every every moment. So, yep. Yeah, it's you know there's no reason not to. If you're a fan of a guy, you can watch a match he had on YouTube the night before. So it's pretty cool. I wish yeah. I was around when I was a wrestling fan. Yeah, no kidding. When I was around. I'm still kind of a wrestling fan. So, Well, it's it's really a joy to talk to you guys, and I love that you guys keep finding a new identity in a way that you, you're you always embracing the next thing and always putting it out there, you know, being dark in the beginning and being super chipper in the beginning. And oh, yeah. then it's, yeah, it's embracing Hard nerd culture life. and putting it out there and having the X-Men uh, tights and having all that stuff. So when it come out, you hear all the murmurs like, they're fucking X-Men types. Yeah. Those are red. Right, you know? right, right. It's, uh, it's entertainment, dude. you got to reinvent yourself, you know. I mean, I, I learned that from watching, you know, icons, you know. Look at, like, Madonna. She's still relevant, and she's in her 50s, and she just continued to, to reinvent herself, you know. And, like, a lot of actors, musicians do the same thing. It's There's no difference in wrestling, you know. If you're the same the same bland character or just the same character, it's not going to last with a few exceptions, you know. So, yeah, just about that, man. Keeping it fresh. Cool, man. Thanks for your time. No worries, guys. They're constantly entertaining. Yeah. I have that shirt. I know. It looks good on you. Thank you. That's a good shirt. It's good. It's one size up than I normally wear, but I was happy to get that shirt. I think they sell it. Uh, what is it? Pro Wrestling Tees? One of, the, one of the outlets, like wherever everybody has their T-shirts that the wrestlers can design their own stuff. It's on there. I highly recommend the shirt, especially if you're Tango and Cash. Fan. I watched the first three minutes. I watched the opening of Tango and Cash the other day on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like, just on a whim. Uh, it was totally awesome. You were there the other day when Frank walks by and he goes, uh, Frank Coyote goes, do you know the movie Tango and Cash? And I go, 
do I know it? I fucking love it. <laughs> do I know it? I lived it. Yeah. Uh, and then it's that part where uh, Kurt Russell's in court and goes, this is just really fucking sucks. Yeah, I'm watching that movie tonight. Uh, I'd love to, but I won't. I won't be able to stay awake. Yeah, I had nothing like falling asleep to the dulcet sounds of Tango and Cash. So, um, it's great to have those guys in the podcast. It's great to have Jeff Hardy show up and stop by. Uh, Steve, there's some major news that broke, like, minutes ago. What happened? Okay, this is legit. This is, I'm I'm reporting this as I'm reading this. Why isn't it legit on this podcast? Um... Grilled cheese is delicious. The Wrestling Observer is reporting that Destination America has made the decision to cancel all TNA wrestling programming, including Impact Wrestling. Reports are that this decision was made by network executives prior to the announcement that Impact Wrestling would be moving to Wednesday nights beginning on June 3rd. According to the report, Destination America will cease airing all TNA wrestling programming, quote, at the end of the third quarter, end quote, which is sometime around the end of September. Furthermore, Discovery Communications, the parent company of Destination America, were informed of this decision. Wow. That sucks. That really sucks. This really fucking sucks. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, I'm, and my phone's blowing up. I don't know about your pager, but my phone's blowing up. My cellular phone. God, that's... I. You know what? The only... Like, for me, trying to find the silver lining in this is that they could get on a channel that people can get access to. I hope so, but I don't know how long you can be in limbo without being on a channel, you know? True, I. but they've managed. Like, they like they are so scrappy. I just, I don't want them to go away. I think they're, like... They got so much cool shit going on. I just don't know. Yeah. Oh, someone's knocking on the door. Oh. Get out of here. Get out of here. Steve. We have to talk. Serge Carter, what are you doing? You just kicked Scott Narver out of the car. Serge Carter, Dixie Carter's husband. I've locked him out. You've look, locked the doors. Look, look, there's danger. Dixie's coming home. Uh, oh, she's God, calling you? She's calling me. She's calling you I'm right gonna now. I'm going to break this phone. Oh, I'm throwing it out. That's Scott's call. Wait, that's Scott's phone. Oh, come. Let me in the car. Get out of here. Oh, look, Serge. Just smashed in tons of little pieces. I know, Serge. Just take. You just locked the doors again. You're darn right. We're gonna get caught if we're not careful. Get caught doing what? There's nothing wrong. Dixie's coming home. Look, Serge. Take a deep breath. <gasps> no. Oh. All right, Serge. Okay, that was what I set myself up for that one. What? <laughs> Look, Serge. I I went down. I bent down low to take a deep breath. I know that's how you fill the diaphragm. I understand that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, Dixie Carter. <gasps> all right. No more deep breaths. Breathe normally. Oh, you don't right, like stop it. it, Serge. I said breathe. No, breathe like I breathe. I breathe like there's a lollipop. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, now, Dixie Carter, has she been on tour with the uh, Of course, she's America's? there every day for work. She's trying to compete with Vince McMahon, so she's there all the time, and she's always away from home. So the trouble is, she's going to be home. She's going to try and cook and ask questions and sniff my clothes. She's going to find out about it, Steve. What would she find if she sniffed your clothes? Oh, well, stop it, look, stop it, stop, stop marking my scent on you. She's going to find out it about it. It doesn't us. work that. I have to mark, my, you can't may have me mark you. It doesn't work. 
It it has worked. I smell exactly like you. She's gonna find out all about us. She's gonna find out about those Surge, movies we made. Look, hey, the only reason we made those is because we thought we'd make funny little videos in front of a fireplace. Yeah, we sure did. We did. Were... I had a good time, and you had a good time, right? Yes, I love. Uh, why do we, why do we have to keep them from her? I want to put those on YouTube. I think they're very funny, Serge. I think Game of Thongs is terrific. It is. It's a funny. Way to say Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. I think we're doing great. But she's going to come home now that the show's canceled. Look, I just, I don't know why you have to hide our friendship from your wife. Mm, what's that word? Your wife? Yeah, what? <laughs> it's the woman you're married to? Ew, gross, nasty, yucky poo. Serge, come on. She's supposed to be gone. She's I know. not supposed to know what we're up to all the time. Look, we have a fun time together and we get we have a blast. I just don't know. You made a vow to your wife. You can't think that she's icky. No, that was all pretendies. Look, I know you want that sweet panda energy money, but... Hey, what's going on in that in that studio over there? What are you doing? Oh, Scott and I are making a movie. Yeah, it's not real, right? Like my marriage. Oh, no, the movie's very much real. The story we're telling is not real. Exactly. The story of Serge and Dixie Carter is not real. Oh, I don't think she knows that. I think she's into it. No, I don't want to be into I want to be into you. Oh, Serge, stop it. You're flattering me. I want to be into you. I uh, Serge, I understand. I, I want to straighten you out. I don't want to flatter you. Oh, well, <laughs> I, look, I'm not that flexible. I'm not happy, Bully Ray. All them, they're going to want to come over and have parties all the time and hang out and eat croissants and leave little crumbs everywhere. This Serge, it was a bachelor's paradise Serge, what I had going on. Serge, I know that you love croissants. You just don't like the crumbs. I don't like the crumbs. There's plates for a reason, Bully Ray. Yes, I understand that. We get ants that way. That's how you get and ants. And then you get ants in your pants, and then you take your pants off. I... Take your pants off. There's no ants in my pants. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Stop it. Stop putting ants in my pants. <laughs> Put ants Stop in putting pants. ants in my pants. Look, this is terrible. Destination America's ruined my life. You know what? I To be completely honest... Can I be honest with you, Serge? I prefer that you didn't, but okay. What? Are you... I, I thought that I we like had... I like pretending. I know, but I thought we had a special friendship. Don't you want the trust that I have in you, that I can share that with you, that I can tell you a truth? I would love you to thrust in me. I said trust. I said thrust. Uh, I know you did. Uh, when Scott first said that Destination America had canceled TNA, I thought he was saying that Destination X had been canceled. Oh, no. No, you and I are still going to have Destination X. It's going to be fine. I'm good. I'm We're going to have an Ultimate X match. And, uh, well, it'll be three X's if everything goes right. Ah, uh, Destination Sex. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, like All right, we'll like change going, it up. Like going on a trip to the Caribbean or something, or just like a weekend getaway. Yeah, and all your podcast listeners can get on the webcam for, you know, a couple of bucks. Oh, watch watch on the webcam? Yeah, they can watch on the webcam. Stream it. Oh, can, yeah, what do we... We can stream each other. I think we were going to set up a uh, cash tag. Maybe that'll... Maybe oh, that'd be great. Yeah, we, we'll put a Bitcoin uh, wallet address on there for people, too. Yeah, and then we can buy some lobsters and let them pinch us. We could buy lobsters off the black market because we could use cryptocurrency. Ooh, ooh, you shouldn't say that. What? Shouldn't say black market. Why? It's... it's Or I guess I could say the, the dark web. You say Ebony Shopping Center. That's... No one says that. I say that. I say, man, I, boy, I'm in the mood for some, some ebony today. 
Wow, you know I guess. And then so. I call up Pope D'Angelo De Niro. Oh, and he puts see, on his little surgical mask, and we and we drop money on each other. Oh, that sounds fun. I guess that's how. I guess. And it's all over because DNA Impact Wrestling's over. They ain't got no home, so Dixie Card is gonna come home. Hey, well, well, Serge, do you think maybe that they can find something from like maybe an eye uh, pay per view, maybe sort of model, something like that, where they can maintain shows? Oh, so you think that she could still do shows somewhere out there, and then people would still have to attend, so then she'd have to go to work and not be at home? Yeah, buddy. I know a lot of money comes from the television tapings, but they could still do house shows. TNA as a brand can still exist. It's not disappearing. Oh, God, TNA's so gross. Tits and ass. Ew, that's so gross. All right, Serge. Look, it's a good company, and I think your wife's doing some really good work. Even if you listen to me, I call it D-I-B. What does that mean? Dicks and butts. Oh, nice. Is that in butts or end butts? Dicks in butts. Gotcha. Dicks and butts wrestling. I think you should be very proud of what your wife's been accomplishing because she's doing really a lot with a... With a promotion that's had some ups and downs. Ugh. Come on. Can Ugh. you say that you're proud of Dixie? I am proud of Dix. See? All right. Thank you very look much, Serge. Thank you, Serge. Look at it. Thank you, Serge. Look at it. Yes, that is. that looks like a very delicious Slurpee that you brought from 7-Eleven. Okay, I'll see you at home then. All right. Wait. What? <laughs> what the hell was that? What the hell was that? I got kicked out of my own car. I he's surprisingly strong. I know. I I want to apologize to you, Scott. I'm he, locking him out. <laughs> no, it's you're not just locking him out, but you're also locking out the Slurpee you got at Seven Eleven for the show. <laughs> oh, he, God damn it! He took it with him. God damn it! That I'm, Slurpee was lasting me all day. I know. I'm sorry. It's I you've got, got a big gulp. I know you've been doing. Yeah, you used a big gulp cup, and you put Slurpee in it. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, things are manic. Things are manic in the Curtain Jerks uh, uh, production offices. Yeah, the Curtain Jerks, which is now your car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as as good as things are going, we we have seemingly slipped. But it's really fun well, to do this. It is. It is really fun. But like, I honestly like we've backslid a lot. Like the <laughs> the comedy podcast network penthouse. Has now become Scott's car. That's now become the comedy podcast office. Mm-hmm. I haven't bathed in days. It feels like my clothes are encrusted with work. I haven't slept in days. I'm just in this car. I feel like Mick Foley in his car with all of his wrestling training. Where like he slept in his car, he drove in his car. Like he just lived in his fucking car. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I don't think I've ever been more happy or anxious in my entire life. Oh my god! And. I'm- me too. I would trade it for so many things. I traded for uh, uh, women. I traded for cash. I traded for tacos. Not me, man. Oh, stress, uh, dirty, stressed, uh, and happy. No, I, I'm I'm really happy too. It's it's something that's hard to enjoy in the moment at times because it's just a, a blitzkrieg of work. Yeah. And then it, I know I'm going to miss it. I know I'm going to miss it, but it's awesome. So we wanted to share that with you guys. The big news. We're doing a double today, um, and so I know there's countless things that are going on in wrestling, and I'm going to fill Steve in on some of those next week, and then even then, with as much shit that's going on, we're going to be out of touch, so that's where you're getting with these episodes. We're going to have Chris Masters on next week from WrestleCon, um, and then, God, we'll be we'll be back with more stuff, more fun antics, and uh, so we're very excited, so Dave made a maze, Steve. .com, and da- at Dave made a tweet on Twitter. And Facebook.com slash Dave Made a Maze. Check out the photos. Tell them Curtain Jerk sent you. Let them know that you're excited about this. Comment, like, follow, all that stuff. 
because this is really exciting. It's a fucking movie. Yeah. And it's a fucking movie that Steve wrote. And if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know how brilliant Steve's mind is and how creative and how fantastical it is. And that's now shooting up on the screen. It's fucking awesome. Thank you. Um, so, for Curtain Tricks, I'm Scott Narber. I'm Steve Sears. Enjoy your wrestling, kids! just listen to another episode of Curtain Jerks. Oh, this is the time where you get all ten of your fingers. They've been uh, itching and ready to go this whole time. You're like, I- I'm going to wait to do this at the end of the I'm podcast. I'm going to wait till the episode's done, and then I'm going to use these things. These things I call hands. Yeah, these things I call hands. Uh, not these biceps and glutes that uh, God has given me. But, but activate them, too, so you can have a full use of your hands. Yeah, uh, clench up them butt cheeks when you go to SoundCloud.com slash Curtain Jerks. Follow us, uh, like the episode, comment, tw- uh, comment during. It. You could, you should have been commenting during this episode. You can go and comment during other episodes because I'm sure you have all the time code marked in your head. Don't you hear the sounds that our voices make? You can comment on the weird noises we make. You can make weird noises of your own. You can write it down and make other people make weird noises by reading it. Yeah, it's it's very interactive. You go on there. You can comment during your favorite parts of the show. You can comment during the parts of your show that you're like, oh, that was uh, quotable. And then you put it in quotes and you stick it up there. And if you're an aesthetics person, orange accents. Right? Orange is the new black, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to be dated. <laughs> no way. No Jason way. Biggs. Jason Biggs. WCW champion if there is still around. Yeah, that's how it works. So it's the Orange is the new black WCW crossover. Jason Biggs is the new championship. That belt's almost as big as his head. It is, and even bigger than that is YouTube. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. It's pretty big. It's a big deal. It's videos online. You can watch pictures of cats moving. Mm-hmm. And you can watch Steve act like a cat on YouTube.com slash Curtain Jerks Podcast. You can see our predictions videos on there. You can see uh, our wrestler pronunciation manuals on there, our prediction videos. Uh, did I say that twice? <laughs> Meow. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. Uh, so it's all there, available for you. We've uh, got some new videos, ideas, videos, ideas. Oh, this one's being thrown away. Uh, it'll get chopped up. Or it'll stay exactly the same. It'll be at the end of every episode until the end of time. Oh, please <laughs> throw that meteor down quick. <laughs> Receive this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.